Penn State Conversations is a podcast hosted by the Alumni Society Board's Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. This monthly podcast will discuss key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this month's Penn State Conversation. Hello, listeners, Nittany Lions, and otherwise, whether you are a current student or a recent graduate, thank you for listening. My name is Amy Camacho. I'm a member of the Young Alumni Council for the Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The topic of this month's conversation is freelancing, how to survive, and why it's worth it. This episode will relate mostly to freelance TV and film production, but I think that many points will also apply to other jobs within the world of communications. And joining me today is someone with whom I could speak for hours on this and any topic. He is no stranger to podcasting, having hosted several of his own, and he has been freelancing in New York City for five years. He is my dear friend, Chris DeRosa. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Hello, Amy. <laughs> and if you would, could you just introduce yourself? Obviously, I know everything about you, yes. but the <laughs> listeners may not. I'd be surprised if they didn't. So just give me a little bit about your background and what you're doing now. Um, my name is Chris DeRosa. I am um, a television producer. I graduated from Penn State in 2013. I was a film video major um, and I graduated with you. And I since graduating college, moved to New York City, and I worked on shows like um, Iron Chef America. Final season was my first show of all time. I worked on other competition reality shows like Chopped um, on Food Network. I've done some things like uh, live concerts that were aired on PBS, uh, most notably Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett's uh, concert, uh, Cheek to Cheek. I also worked on a little known show called The Real Housewives of New York City. And oh, I am may have heard on of now. It. <laughs> yeah. And I now um, am working on a show for Investigation Discovery called uh, Scene of the Crime with Tony Harris. And I am the recreations producer. Oh, that's great. That's definitely something that I know a lot of people from Penn State have been getting involved in. Yeah, there's a lot of true crime in New York. So it's definitely something that um, people can get their hands dirty with here. Wonderful. So if you wouldn't mind, we're just going to jump right into it because honestly, you and I could talk for the entire day, but we about have to nothing. limit it. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. We really are editing ourselves here, people. So please <laughs> like bear with us and we're trying really hard to like not be really silly. So, okay. So we're going to keep ahead. it succinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So freelancing, how to survive and why it's worth it. Let's start with how to survive. But you know, first to survive, you have to land the gig. So Chris, if you wouldn't mind just telling us how you got your very first job in New York City and you know what it takes to land that gig. Um, so I actually got my first job. The way that I did that was I went to Film and Friends at the end of the year. If you're a student or if you have graduated, you are aware that um, the College of Communications brings a lot of the seniors and some of the juniors to New York um, kind of towards the end of the year. And because there's not really a job fair for television production, we do a thing called Film and Friends, where basically alumni come back. Um, you were on the uh, council, Amy, or you were on the um, the panel the sure last was. year that, we, that I was there. Um, and we basically alumni come back, uh, students go, we, we screen some scenes from the senior films, we screen some things that the people on the panel have done, and then we have conversations about how to, you know, kind of 
what it's like to work in the business. And then there's a lot of networking opportunities. So I actually, um, I ran into someone, his name is Justin Herman, and he was also a, um, a Penn State alumni. And he thought that he, he really liked uh, our film and we started talking and we were joking around and he just thought I was funny. And he's actually also a stand-up comedian as well as a television producer. And he was like, gave me his card and I emailed him. I said, hey, thank you so much for meeting me. I emailed him my resume and he forwarded it along to um, someone who was staffing up for Iron Chef America. I went and interviewed with them. I got the job. I ended up actually becoming that person's roommate, and I still live in the apartment today that I moved in um, to, my first New York apartment. I'm sitting in it right now. It's a great apartment. I've been there. Yeah. And so <laughs> I actually just did it from networking. Like when I was a student, I didn't have any experience, and I basically just this person liked me and he wanted to help me get a job. And so he thought I had promise, and, and um, he helped me get my first job. And so it was really that easy as just literally asking someone for a job. And that's so weird. And people, I know a lot of the, the students these days, when we go to the film and friends event, I'm like, just ask people like, Hey, I'd like to work for you. And they think that that's very odd. I do it all the time. And honestly, this can carry into just about anything. The worst that someone can ever say is no. No. So you yeah. have to ask. And you made a good point. Really, you just made a really great impression on him. Um, obviously for anyone who has ever met you, that is not difficult for you to do, to make a good impression on someone. But I know a lot of people, especially students who may not have the most experience in the actual professional world, may feel a little self-conscious approaching someone, but just have to, you just have to remember that, especially in this business, you need to find people who you want to work with just as much as people want to work with you. So you really need to make a good impression and be someone that people want to work with. Yes. I think being helpful, like speaking up, I think is definitely something, which we'll get into that later. I don't want to go too much into that now, but um, I think that that being like someone with a smile on their face every day is goes so far and is mm -hmm. so hard to come by these days. And just walking into work and being happy that you're there is like a three-fourths of the battle, in my opinion. Yes, that's true. And honestly, you will be happy to be there for the first few jobs, for yeah. sure. And I think that... Um, yeah, I, I made a really good impression on that person, yeah. I, and I all, always am able to make a really good impression first impression and that's something I pride myself on but at the same time if you're nervous or if you don't know what to do or if you don't know who you know you don't know how to like make a good first impression just ask the person about what they do what yes. kind of television do you work on when they tell you ask follow-up questions ask them what it's like is it really do you enjoy doing that is it just a job for you what is something I wouldn't know about that just make up questions you know what I mean and if you don't want to feel really feel like you're talking about yourself just just be inquisitive about the other person and then they're going to eventually start asking you questions and then you just go from there. And honestly, if you're like, I don't really know, say that. I don't, guess what? I don't know what kind of television I want to work in yet, but I'm really hungry and I really, really, really want to get experience. That's such a better answer than a lot of the things that I hear people say. That is a really great point because we've also had conversations with current students or recent graduates who you know come up to us and they're like, I want to be a producer but you kind of ask them, well, do you really know what a producer was? Because I certainly didn't when I graduated from college and the title of the job that you do is different in every single company that you go to. Yes. So it's sort of like you're learning all the time, but you have to start small. So definitely when you're going out to land your first gig, think 
on the smaller side, if you want to start in um, scripted TV, you might have to start in reality, you know, just take every interview you can go on every interview, meet as many people as you can. Um, and, you know, be a production assistant for as long as you have to until you find the, the shoe in that you want. I tell people all the time, if you're starting out and you're a PA and you don't know that many people do a joke, do a show for a week, do a show yes. for a week, you meet those people and then you're out of there. Do another show exactly. for a week, do a show for a day and come on set, look, be really eager, be very, very helpful. And even if you have no idea what you're doing, just have a smile on your face and be excited to be there and people will notice that. And I always say like the best thing you could do right out of college is not get a job for six months. Like get yes. a job for a week, get another job for a week, get another job for a week. And you will meet so many people doing that. And then you are expanding your, your like base of people by so much in such a small amount of time. And you can't do that once you start to move up the ladder. Like people don't Definitely. produce something for a week. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like they do like every job I do now is, is like at least a month. So I don't yes. get to do that. Like, like other people do. And now you have to remember that. Remember when you were getting started out, I don't know how your parents were, but mine were a little difficult to convince that like, this is the way it is. You shouldn't be expecting to get, necessarily a full-time salary type job but honestly if any of your parents have any problems they can call me and I'll let them know that you should be taking as many jobs as you can short term whatever you can get yeah um my parents I am a very unique case in that in that kind of regard because you're my unique were, in general yeah <laughs> <laughs> my parents were very like they're very supportive and they like know that that was how my life was going to be That's so they great. were never like you need, and I and I know that a lot of people's parents when we were graduating college were very very hesitant to let them freelance and be they were very um, they were very like really drilling into them like you need to get a real job a real job a real job I have right. a real job like you know what I mean I don't, I have a real job but um, it took me a while to get a real job and they and that was from just knowing a lot of people and again going on going on sets meeting people being there for three days and then leaving being there for three days on this. Oh, we just need PAs to help unload a bunch of cars and unload like the props for the set. Like when we started working on chopped, we or like any of the food shows, we would just go into the food network kitchen or we'd go in the um, basement of the food network. We would get all of these bins and then we'd put them in a car. We'd bring them to the studio and then we'd unpack them. Like that's what we did over and over and over and over again. And it was grunt work and it was it was just heavy lifting and like just basic manual labor. And I met so many people through doing that. And so many people have given me jobs from doing just that. Something so easy and so trivial. That, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of grunt work. There's a lot of physical heavy lifting sometimes. There's a lot of long hours on your feet. So that's a really good segue to get us into sort of what to expect from freelance jobs. Um, if there's anything, Chris, that you can think of, especially within the first two years, I would think, like on the PA sort of level, what can these current students expect when they come out into the workforce? Um, the, it depends on what you. It depends on what you do. It depends on what kind of show you're doing. Everything is different. People are all. You're always going to be like driving a vehicle. Like yes. if you don't have your license, get your license. Yes. And, and if you've never driven something bigger, if you've never driven like a big vehicle rent a vehicle and go go drive it exactly and people need to know that if you are looking for a job in new york city that you can drive in a city so take it to your local small town that has small streets 
or even some parts of State College because driving in State College in the snow can be just as difficult as driving in New York City yes. in the springtime. <laughs> so. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, but definitely, like, have your like definitely get your license if you do not have it. Um, I think that at the end of the day, like, it depends. It's you're gonna get coffees. Guess what? You're gonna be getting coffees. It's not that bad. I was getting sometimes when I would be getting. Um, when I was a PA, I was always a talent PA, so I was always with like whoever the talent was of the show, like with all the Food Network people or things like that. And I started to learn their coffee orders after a while. And like, yeah, I was just running and getting their coffees and making sure they had their lunch on time. But guess what happened? I started to, they started to really like me and see that I was doing a really good job. And they, the talent of the, of the show would text the next show that they were going on to and said, hire this person and give them my number. Oh my gosh. You never like, told me that. Yeah. That's like, great. We, you know what I mean? Like we, like we, I've gotten jobs from people on the food network being like, I want you to be my talent PA on this next show that I'm going on. Oh, and, wow. give, and I've just gotten jobs from the talent. I didn't ask for that. I didn't obviously bother them and say, Hey, what are you doing next? I wonder if I could work on that too. But <laughs> right. like just from doing a good job, people notice you and they want you to go and that's actually something that I wanted to talk about is like your higher ups whether it be the talent of the show or your executive producer or your production manager or whoever it is that's above you they will notice you and they are paying attention to you I'm the person now that's doing that when the interns come into our office in the office I'm working right now like one of them is really eager right now and he's like hi Chris how are you he knows everyone's name he oh, says great. good morning to everyone he asks if I need help with things if he sees that I'm like I'm doing something and it kind of re requires another set of hands he's always right there to to help me and like that is the best attitude that you can have knowing everyone's name I don't I can't tell you how many times people have walked up to me and been like who's this person and I'm like the owner of the company how do you not know that <laughs> Oh, no. Like, how do you not know that? Oh no, yeah, that's that's a very good point, and yeah. I think a lot of, that's true in a lot of um, places of work, whether it's on set or in the office or you know somewhere in finance. You should know who your bosses are. You should know who your bosses bosses are. Yeah, and we're paying attention. Like, I'm paying yes. attention, and if I want, if I need to hire a PA, I'd rather give it to that intern. I'd rather be like, oh, intern, do you want to be a PA for me today? I'd rather have, have you than hire some random person that like someone sent me the resume of that I don't know. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like definitely. It's definitely. And it's definitely a thing based on networking and merit. Like if someone's worked with you and they can vouch for you, like they'll send you to everyone. Like right. I've gotten so many jobs from people being like, oh, my friend is perfect for this. Here you go and send my resume to them. And I haven't even interviewed. I've just walked onto the show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time I had an interview. A real interview, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, since you touched on it, let's talk quickly about the difference between just being a production assistant and being like an intern. So if you were to hire between your intern and a PA, where, where does this intern come from? Are they for your office or for your show? My intern would be my, it'd be like our office intern. So it would just be basically like, oh, instead of you just sitting here at the front desk and doing whatever you do, come on set with me and I'll just like right. teach you how to be a PA. So it is something... like a belabor for me, but sometimes, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But sometimes yeah. like, I'd rather do that. And that's why the interns are there. We should be teaching them things. They shouldn't just be like oh, exactly. getting everyone's lunch orders. You exactly. Know? Now that's something to keep in mind. If you are looking um, into an, a production company who makes shows for a network, you have a good chance of being an intern who will get a lot of hands-on experience. And honestly, I think that is way more valuable than trying to be an intern for like, NBC the network where you're never really going to touch a camera so 
definitely think about the differences between starting out as an intern and just jumping into being a production assistant. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, think about this. I know everyone is always like, I really want to, I really want to work for NBC. I really want to work for this show. I really yes. want to work for American Horror Story. I remember one time when we were at Film and Friends, someone was like, American Horror Story is my favorite show and I want to work on it so badly. Oh, but like, do you? That's that's fine. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah. I have a whole, I could have a whole conversation for 20 more minutes about that. We've done but, it. But do you, are you going to get any experience on that show or are you just mm -hmm. going to be able to say that you worked on the show? I right now work at a company that's about 35 people and the owner of the company and the vice president of, of like produ of producing or the, I guess of programming at mm -hmm. the company sit in the bullpen with everyone else. Like they know who I am. Yes. They know who, like what I'm doing. They have, we talk every day. This, if I was working as a, pay, you know what I mean? If I was working in, in 30 Rock at, at NBC, like the owner of NBC doesn't know who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If there's a company, there's a big company that's like churning out all these shows. It's like ITV is a huge company in New York City that's that has bought up a lot of small production companies. The person, the president of ITV doesn't know who I am, but the but the the president of this company that's a smaller company that does not the like doesn't do a, a show that every single person in the world watches. Right. I I have a personal relationship with that person. Do you know? That's, that's really similar to my background. I actually just moved back to Pennsylvania after working in New York City since 20, uh, 2014. And my, the whole time I was there, I was working at a smaller production company that makes a lot of true crime stuff, but they also do a lot of other types of documentary um, and a couple reality type shows. But it was amazing. It was, it was one of those things where I started as the intern and I was able to show to enough people and the right people what I was capable of and that was much more than answering the phone and making the coffee um, and they kept me around until 2017 when I decided that I was gonna leave um, so it's just one of those things when you do start smaller I don't even want to use the word realistic because it is realistic to get that dream job at NBC if that is your dream but you will get a lot more hands-on experience and you'll get a lot more trust and quite frankly you'll probably move up quicker, quicker. as far as like the title that you get and the responsibility so if you are chasing that NBC dream that's totally fine but I still think one of the best places to start is somewhere small where like Chris says everyone knows your name yeah and you're just like you I talk to you every day like yes. I'm a producer that would be like, I could literally point at someone and go, I want that per I want that intern to be on my next recreate set when we're doing the next recreate shoot. Right. Recreation shoot, sorry. I, you know what I mean? I can point at that person and my production manager will hire that person to be our, our PA for the day. They put a lot of trust in you. Do you know what I mean? But I'm saying like that I, can, I have that power. So like I can do that. So like I want to look at someone and say, hey, I really trust you and I think you do a really good job. I want you to be on my team. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to look bad either. I want to have a tight team of people that are really, really eager and really want to do a good job. Not someone that's just there and is like checked out, you know? Oh, well, that'll make your day two times as long as if yeah, they were long enough already. Absolutely. Oh, and so yeah. that's, that's another thing that you can expect. Um, production has very long days, whether you're on set or you're in the office. Just keep that in mind and, you know, keep up the hustle is something that you can keep up with and it's totally worth it, but... That's just something that you can expect. Yeah. And if you can't work a 12-hour day, like, you're not cut out to work in television. 
to be quite honest. <laughs> not to be rude, well, but like that's you, that's what the coffee is for. Yeah. And um I think another thing too is that is that you really need to want it. If you're just doing it because you think it's going to be cool and like, oh, I'm going to see a celebrity and blah, 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 you're going to get run over by other people that want to weigh more than you. Yes. And that's, I don't want to get too, not to get too blunt here, but that's definitely true. Because I've been that person that's run over other people that that (laughs) weren't, I was like, oh, you don't really care about this job? Okay, cool. No, definitely. Like, get out of my way. And I've, I've firsthand had interns that just didn't, I don't even want to use the word wow. It was it was so beyond not being impressed that they just didn't try hard. They were working on other things like side projects of theirs when they should be doing, you know, you should be hungry for it. Like Chris said, you should be, if you are an intern and you're sitting at your desk, make sure you have something to do. Never be bored. Go and ask someone if they need help. Someone will always accept your help. And, or honestly, be like, can you show me what you're doing? Uh, If someone had come up and asked me that, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm looking at location. So I'm looking at this and I'm doing blah, blah, blah. You know, I would be, I I love to talk about anything. (laughs) So I'll talk, I'll tell these people, you know? Yes. Yeah. I Um, was the same exact way. Yeah. And I think, I definitely also think at the end of the day, the, this is what I used to think about it. If I'm getting paid to get coffee for someone, that's an easy job. Oh, yeah. There's people that make yeah. a lot less money than I do, for do, and they do a lot more. If I'm getting paid to drive the vehicle and then sit in the vehicle for six hours, I was making a blog, I was writing my own stuff, <laughs> I was reading a book, I was, like, chilling. I like, yeah. There's times when I wish that I was back in those days because that was... I had a lot of fun on those sets when I was a PA and nothing was my responsibility and I just had to be there. Like, that was the best, and I think that people need to definitely, like know how like it's it, we could be doing such more boring things than like be on a television set that's definitely true got to yeah. count your blessings and i think another thing that i've been talking to a lot of interns and a lot of like young uh, people and pas about make everyone happy make the people above you happy i walk around as the producer there'll be times when like you know we're all really in it we're all really like you know, it's, we're getting through the day, but it's really hard and we're having to make a lot of tough decisions on set. And I walk around with waters and I go, who needs a water? And I go around and I pass around water. I pass around seltzer and I'm like, who wants a water? And I, uh, or I'll bring out like some of the crafts, some of the crafty, some of the snacks. And I'll literally be like, who wants a snack? You know what I mean? And everyone's working hard, but like, just be that, like, act like you're a host, like feel like it's your house and you're at someone's house. Or they're that's, at your house and you're their host. That is great advice. That's great advice. Make your people happy. That's a, a production manager I'm working with right now. She literally says, like, my main job is to make sure everyone else on set is very happy. Not that they're wow. greedy or that, like, I'm doing things for them, but they should be, they should feel supported and they should feel like that I care about them. That, and that is, is like, precious. That I have is, not heard that many times. <laughs> yeah. You should feel, they should feel that way. And I should, I, as the producer, do that. You know what I mean? I make sure everyone's happy and, like, that should be something that you always bring to the table. Because yeah, guess that... what? There's there. One time I did something. Um, I went up to like a production manager and I was like, do you want this over here? Or do you want this over there? And they looked at me and they went, do you have any idea how many things I'm thinking about right now? I could care less where that goes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. Like, I'm an idiot. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went and I and I did it, it on my own. And that, that, that person later was like, that was great. Thank you so much for doing that and not having to meet. I don't have to tell you what to do about that. So you know, true. Being, so true. Being Use proactive. Your and again, like being proactive and like that person didn't care about where I put the crap, where I put like the garbage can. 
Right. They didn't care. <laughs> so I did it without them and took that like little task off their mind. And I think things like that, that is something that if someone did that for me, I would notice right away and I'd be like, I'll keep you on every single set that I'm on. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's all really great advice. So, well, like I said, we could keep going, but if we could go back, wrap it up to why it's worth it. Why has freelancing been so great for you in your career? Um, I think I think one thing, if we it, really quickly before we get to that, I think another golden rule is don't think that you're too good for anything. Yes. Because at the end of the day, like I do, I still pick up the trash and take the trash out and like get people and like if the if the director like if the DP has is in a thing, I'll pour him a cup of coffee and I'll go get him a coffee and bring it to him and make sure that he like that like that person is is taken care of. So you're never too good for anything. Someone reached out to me once and wanted to get caught and I, we got coffee and he, we were talking and, and he was like, I really just like, don't want to do PA work. And I was like, all right, well, I'm never hiring you. And yeah, I said that well, right to his face. There you go. That's and he easy. was like, but I mean, uh, and tried to backpedal. And I was like, no, you don't care to mm -hmm. do that. Like you think that you're too good for it. So why would I ever hire you? Right. Which like a lot of the students coming out, especially out of Penn state, you have all these amazing skills and everyone is so talented and you can tell the people who have passion and the people who don't. Yeah. But honestly, once you get out of college, the, the game kind of changes and that's when you really realize like, okay, this is exactly what it's going to take, but you will be doing things that technically you are too good for. And I'm still doing things that I'm technically too good for, yeah. but, and, but and that's again, what it is. Yeah, you're coming out of college, but like, do you have any idea how an actual real set is run? Exactly. Do you have any idea why, what the like the decisions that I make as the producer, why I'm making those? You don't. You need and to learn learning. that. And you're learning. You were learning learn all the time. I think another thing that I say all the time is like, you learn like it's the best whenever you can learn from other people's mistakes. When oh, you're the PA yes. and nothing is your problem, and like you're just kind of there to to like deliver on whatever they need. You're just, you can just soak that all up, be a sponge, like pay attention to what's going on, be attention to how far in the day you are, be, be like, pay attention, have your call sheet in your hand and pay attention to what's going on, who everyone is, be a sponge. Cause you're, this is the only time that you can really be like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. And I can just be here and soak it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's how I feel. Be a sponge people. Yeah. Um, okay. But why it's worth it. Sorry. I did derailed us a little no, bit. No, that but. was very necessary. Thank you. Um, why it's worth it. I love the fact that I'm freelance and I probably will be for the rest of my life. Um, I am someone who can get very, like when I get complacent, I not only like get very over whatever I'm doing, but I also am, it makes me upset with myself. I don't like to be the person that's like, just they're collecting a paycheck. I want to be learning and you're always going to be learning and learning about every different aspect. Like I never thought as a PA that I would be learning about, the, I was like, I don't need to know about the cameras. I'm never going to be a camera person. But like as a producer, you deep, you do need to know about all everything. Yeah. You need to be able to learn. You need to know everyone, how everyone else is going to react whenever something happens. You need to know like the movements that, that the person needs to do a, B and C that you're asking them to do. So I definitely think it's, it's always going to be a learning experience. And I love that about freelancing because I can, and I can be selective with the jobs that I'm doing. I'm never at a job where I'm just like, whatever they're giving me is like, whatever I have to do. If I don't want to work on something, I don't work on it. If I, if someone offers me a job, I, I never feel personally that I need to take it just out of necessity. And I don't, I don't allow myself to do that. And so that freelancing has actually helped me, um, be able to like be a happy person because I'm always working on something that I really 
truly want to work on. Yeah, that's great. I think that's that's another thing to point out. It's all about how how you are personally and what interests you and what keeps you passionate about, you know, what got you studying film or TV in the first yeah. place. And you'll always from from you'll take things from one genre of TV and utilize them in others that in that and like you don't think that that would be what's happening but like there's things that i've learned working on iron chef america that i still today implement into like other shows that have nothing to do with cooking competition mm -hmm. oh, I, there's there's things that i've learned working in student films at penn state that i'm still using today <laughs> yeah yeah um and i definitely think it's a good way you get to experience a lot of things without having to like go through a lot like it the nature of the beast is that you just keep going on to different things and different things and different things so you're getting to do so much and like you're never like there's no negative to it yes. you're just getting another job you're doing another job you're having another experience you're not like quitting your really like really cushy job to maybe try to be an artist you're not qu like quitting this kind of job that's like oh or you're not like saying like do i want to live in this career like you there's so many different facets of like the world of television that even if you don't like one genre of tv that's fine you don't have to ever work there again you can go work in this kind and it's it's for people that like to like have variety in their life it's perfect for you i would definitely agree all right chris any other final thoughts um i don't know i think we kind of covered it all i gave most of my big mantras i think I another mean, I one would be um, always stay hungry and never be thirsty. That's what I told an intern the other day, <laughs> yes. which I think is very, 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 very good. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, definitely be a sponge. I've been saying that a lot recently. Be a sponge. I'm a sponge every single day. Be a sponge, make a good impression. Yes. And um, definitely ha have a smile on your face. If you look like you don't want to be here, I don't want you to be here. Yes, that's a very good Have a good smile point. on your face, even if it's fake. <laughs> Sometimes it might be. <laughs> Sometimes it might have to be. Everyone, yeah. You can't have a good day every single day, but like there's no reason to um, have a bad day. And like I always say, there's like we're not catching babies and we're not curing cancer. We're making television. It should Gosh, be fun and we should true. be having fun. That is true. And do not forget that. Yeah. All right. I can't believe we did that in less than 40 minutes. I'm really proud of us. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. You were obviously the first person I thought of. And, you know, we're, Chris and I are both honored that you are listening and we hope that you picked up something from this along the way. If you want to learn more about the Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board, or if you're interested in becoming a member of the Young Alumni Council in the future, go to belisario.psu.edu slash alumni, where you can nominate yourself or a peer for a spot on the board or the Young Alumni Council. Um, just final thoughts. Make sure you're helping each other out on your student films. If someone needs an extra or if they need an extra hand behind the camera, please do your part to help each other out. They will remember it after you graduate. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss next month's conversation. That's it for me and Chris. Bye. Bye. Penn State Conversations are presented by the Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The Alumni Society Board aims to help elevate the stature of the college through dialogue with faculty, students, the dean, and associate deans. And the Young Alumni Council aims to foster a strong connection between young alumni and the college to inspire lifelong support and involvement. For more information or to learn how you can get involved, please visit belisario.psu.edu slash alumni.